Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Summer League. Jay is uh, rocking a outcast Andre 3000 uh, Atlanta, Atlanta Hawks hat, and it says cast. Oh, that's a that's a solid hat, my friend. I am am rocking a uh, pinstripe Chicago Bulls DeMar DeRozan jersey. Let me just say, okay, it is my only clean jersey right now. I have that's a fair. number of jerseys. <laughs> That's fair. But this is the one that fits me right now. All right. And that's, you know, clean, I think. But hey, it's summer. It's that summertime. It's that it's that two shower days kind of time. You know what I mean, Jay? <laughs> it you know, is it's hot outside. Woo. It's hot. And it's it, it and it's hot in, in Toronto, but I can't imagine how hot it is in Vegas because the Raptors are playing. Fine. The Raptors are actually playing basketball today. It's crazy. Yeah. By the time this comes out, like Grady Dick would have hit his first of 10 three-pointers. A hundred percent. I'm thinking a 24, 24 and 10 line tonight. Yeah. 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 Like or something like that. I see it. I see it. Is, uh, it's, is Noel playing too? Oh, he's playing. Ooh. He's playing. Ooh. Okay. I'm going to have to my tune into some summer league. Hopefully you see some like Raptors on the sideline, you know, like a, like a crew of Raptors and maybe Masai in the sideline or something like that. Did you know that Dennis Schroeder is, could not go to, could not fly out to Toronto because of passport issues? Oh, is was, that why? Is that why yeah. he wasn't introduced? Oh, okay. He was supposed to be, yeah, introduced along with uh, Perto, along with McDaniels. Uh, but there is a, there's a video uh, rolling around saying that his passport had issues, which is, which is kind of funny because nice. in my head, he was a Laker, right? Last yeah. season. Didn't the Lakers come to Toronto? Like, wouldn't you have to have had a passport? It's it's also been several months. Maybe maybe now it's expired or about to expire. I don't know. It's, it's I not mean, like they were just here last month. So maybe. You're not you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah yeah okay. I, I see. I'm just saying. I'm like mm, it's a it's not really a, too big. Of a, like if you're from like you're signing from Euroleague or something like that and you can't come to Toronto, I understand. I, understand. I mean, Grady Dick is in Toronto. He didn't have a passport. Yeah, you know, you, the Raptors just paid you $13 million a year. Go pay the Express, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Get your passport fixed. I, exactly. I uh, well, regardless. Anyways. Man, uh, he, he hasn't even stepped on the court. We're already hating on him. 
know. <laughs> this is great. Uh, well, Jay, it's good to talk to you, man, as always. Uh, of course, even during the summertime, um, NBA news never stops. It never does, right? So we had a bunch of signings, a bunch of re-signings, and we got to talk. This is going to be a pretty Raptor-heavy centric podcast, which is which is great because you know, welcome to That's a Rap Podcast, a podcast by Raptors fans for Raptors fans, and one long uh, tenured Raptor is no longer a Raptor. Fred VanVleet. We have to. This is first off the bat. Fred VanVleet has signed with the Houston Rockets. He signed a three-year, $130 million deal, which is I think the first year you're going to start at $43.3 million. Can I just say, can I just throw some some crazy stats to you? Okay. One, he is the second highest paid point guard outside of Steph Curry, who is getting paid around $50 million a year. If, if the math is correct, okay, if let's say if Fred played – Nick Nurse minutes, right? He played every single minute of every single game of the 82 season, 82 game season. He would make approximately $11,000 per minute. <laughs> per minute, Jay. Which is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Again, you know, you got to think about playoffs and like all that good stuff, but 11 thousand dollars in one minute and i just want the point i just want yeah in In one one game game he earns like five hundred thousand or something like that and it's like (laughs) his rookie salary was five hundred thousand he's gonna earn that one game exactly i remember eric eric smith and paul jones shout out to them they're the ogs they always say whenever they're talking about contracts i just want the point just want what's after the point so anything that's like 43 point something after the point, <laughs> give me the point, you know, I'd be so happy with the point. Yeah. Even of that minute, you know what I mean? Like of that minute, he earns that $9. I'll take that $9. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take $9 a minute. Are you kidding me? We'll take that. We'll take that. God damn. So Jay, I want to ask, um, I want to ask you your, your first initial reaction when you saw that Woj bomb, uh, because we get J bombs, uh, you told us at first that 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 he was going to sign with the Rockets. Um, it was kind of like okay. Let me just say it was kind of a roller coaster for me. Okay, at first it was all this rumbling about the Rockets offering two years, uh, forty million dollars each year. Uh, it, it, the likelihood of him signing with the Rockets would be high, and then tables had turned almost. Like we were going to offer him more years, more. Uh, I guess m- more, not more money. But like more guaranteed money with the contract yeah. that's longer, yeah. And and then I was like, okay, this is what we're talking about. Let's do this. Like I would like to have. We don't have very very much point guard depth at all. So if we lose Fred, we're kind of screwed. And then all of a sudden, Fred signs with the Houston Rockets. Initial thoughts, my friend. Uh, yeah, I, I was with you on that roller coaster ride, right? Where you know for the three ish days leading up, it did seem like uh, the steam had picked up, and it was like everyone seemed to kind of accept that he was going to be headed to Houston. And then the day up shows up and it's like uh, rumors started to go out that they want that extra year. So it, it kind of made sense for him mm-hmm. to stick around at, okay, maybe a, a, a smaller a yearly salary, but enough to kind of cover what he was looking for, right? He was looking for that 30 range at least, right? Um, but here's a problem. If we want to blame anyone, 
you got to look at, well, I mean, you can probably, I know there's a lot of people who are going to blame Masai and Bobby and how they managed the trade deadline. But again, we don't know what was offered, right? And we know that mm-hmm. Masai is, uh, he plays hardball, right? But mm-hmm. without knowing what the offers are, we can't fully blame Masai and Bobby for not trading Fred. Maybe they really were shitty trade ideas or trade right. proposals. One person we can blame is James Harden. So mm, explain. Uh, for the longest time, James Harden was rumored to be going to the Rockets. So the Rockets heading into this offseason had approximately just south of 60 million in cap space, right? You assume 40, 45 of that is going towards James Harden, and then everything else will kind of fall into place. That money was earmarked for Harden for a majority of the last couple of months. All of a sudden, Harden comes out and says, I don't want to go. I, I want to go to the Clippers or I, I'm going to opt in. He opts into the Sixers and says, trade me. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Now we're trading you? Houston's not going to get traded for him. Houston only planned on signing him. Right. So here's the problem. They have $60 million to use and they're below the salary floor. We never talk about the salary floor. We talk about the salary cap. Mm. Never talk about the salary floor. A team has to spend a certain amount of money in order to roster a team, and they are, or else they get penalized. So, at sixty million to spend, where is it going to go to? By that point, most free agents had signed. There was only one big name left, and that's Fred Van Vliet. Right. So it's like, okay, well, we were going to offer him forty. Now we have to spend this money, so we are going to go even higher than forty. Forty was already a ridiculous number. Yes. But because Harden's not in the picture anymore, we're going to throw 40 at Fred Van Vliet instead. Yeah. And then they hear, okay, the Raptors are going to up their offer a bit. Okay, fine, fine, fine. We'll give you $43 million. Like, we just need right. to spend this money. So And an extra year, too. And an extra year. It's like the Rockets had – like, if we want to make fun of the Rockets spending $20 million on Dylan Brooks, imagine how much more they would have spent on Dylan Brooks – had they not signed Fred oh. Van Vliet, like oh, they would have all this money, point. they just have to throw that's it away. Like, right, 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 right. So uh, you want to point a finger at someone, point at James Harden. I mean, it's very uh. easy to hate him. So I, that's where I point <laughs> my finger at. And, hey, listen, it, it James Harden never left Houston in the first place. You know, yeah, like, we're coming back to Houston, you know, like, yeah, yeah. sure. We could uh, totally play James Harden. But so back to your original question. Yeah, I was, uh, I was, I guess I was shocked all over again because I had, really worked in my mind that Fred Van Vliet was coming back, right? Right, in that, right. In that hour, two hours between when free agency opened and when he actually signed, right. I had began to pick up hope that he was going to come back. So the fact that right. he hasn't, I mean, I think that's, that's it is what it is, and you gotta you got to deal with that, right? right? I want to go back to the Fred situation for sure, but I think why it was such an interesting roller coaster is because we saw before Fred even signed, we saw Jakob. Also signing before yeah. Fred signed uh, to a four-year, eighty million dollar deal, which is pretty solid in in Yak's point of view. Yeah. Um, I think twenty million dollars is pretty high for Yak, but at the same time, he's a pretty solid uh, player. And also, you saw the difference he made as soon he was traded here. You saw the production he gave right off the bat. You know what I mean? So yeah. I I don't blame them for signing. And also, we 
if if he walked to the possibility of re re-signing with um San Antonio to play San with Toriyama, that would have sucked. That would have sucked so bad because we gave up a first round for nothing, right? So mm-hmm. the fact that he signed with us is it's good. Like I'm 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 not like uh you know rejoicing, but at the same time it's like when when Yak signed, I was like, okay, they're running it back. There's no there's no other reason for him to sign unless he knew that like Fred's gonna come back and Siakam's probably gonna stay. Siakam already said that he was he uh isn't planning on signing anywhere else. So the fact that Fred signed a three year deal, I like it seemed to me that there was a, a line that Bobby and Masai just didn't want to cross, right? I thought they were going to probably go with the four, the the tenure, the the four year, the guaranteed money. Forty million dollars might have been a stretch, but I do feel like that was on the table. And to to like Fred's credit, he's always stuck with his principle of betting on yourself and going for the bag, and nobody is going to blame him for that, right? You he chose he chose yes he he chose the money um, over the security and over the fact that he understands, he knows this program he's been with them for uh, since the beginning. Right. But, and now he gets to lead a team plays with a coach that he knows probably uh, and, and leads a, a very, very, very young up and coming team with $43 million every single year. I, I don't I don't blame him. So the consensus is to me on the Raptors that day was that, yes, Fred, hell yeah, that's awesome. Go get the bag. At the same time, that sucks for us because now we don't have anybody. And right off the bat, like I don't – like they had – they had Dennis Schroeder on speed dial or something like that because like I don't know, 10 yeah. minutes later, they signed Dennis Schroeder. You know what I mean? Like it, it might have not been the uh, – Obviously not plan A, right? I think the plan, the first plan was to get everybody back and Fred to come back. But I don't think that they were going to offer what the Rockets were going to offer. I, I, I like $43 million is a lot of money, Jay. You know, and if let's say hypothetically speaking, Toronto did sign him for like 40, 40 plus. I don't think that people would be comfortable. I don't think I would have been comfortable, to be honest. I don't know about you. So the fact that he got that kind of money somewhere else makes me feel okay because that's a really, really, really high bar to set. Yeah, yeah. And and I think what's what's getting difficult right now with these salaries ballooning like this is that it's the, the context of it is kind of getting lost a bit. And I, and I can't even give you the right justification for, for or the, the right comparison here, but I'll use the analogy of movie theaters and and the rising cost in seeing a movie. So we hear about box office numbers, breaking records all the time. But my, I always go back to, well, yeah, sure. But like prices for movie tickets have also gone up. So like, is that being taken into account here? So what I'm trying to get at is the salary cap is going up every year. So the salaries also go up in conjunction with that. So 40 million this time is probably equivalent to like, I don't know, I'm starting 40 is the new 30 pretty much. Exactly. It's the new 30 from like 10 years ago. Right. So um, yes, 40 sounds ridiculously high, but like if we put it in comparison to salary cap, I think that's the number that we should all be trying to get used to. Now I'm I'm not even used to it myself, but like if we say that Fred got, you know, 30% of the, of Houston's cap, that doesn't sound so bad. Right. If you're saying that you're assigning a certain percentage of a player's salary to the team, it kind of makes more sense versus the 
giant number of 40 million or 50 million or whatever it is. Okay. Having said all that, uh, definitely happy for Fred that he got beg. Um, you know, also sets a record for largest salary for an undrafted player. Like he has like every single record you can think of that attributes to an undrafted player, right? Like most right. points, most assists, right. highest salary. Like You're right, he's, right. If there was like a Hall of Fame for uh, undrafted, undrafted players, he'd be first ballot, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, yeah, and, so and also he's going to Houston, no state yeah. tax, right? So like, right, even more of that money is showing up in his bank account. So right, 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 right. Uh, you know, I, it, for me, it was a no-brainer for him to to accept that. Yeah, um, I agree with you. Yeah, and, and you're but it right. sucks. Like, it, it sucks. It does suck. It does you suck. know, like like Fred, we we literally watched Fred grow up. You know, I mean, it's the same. I, I was oh. kind of thinking about this, like when remember when Bosch left. Um, he he grew up with us, and he we like we thought that. I didn't think he was going to sign an extension when like, I think it was a whole um, slew of like, you know, opportunities, right. That arose for Bosch, like with, with the whole Miami signing. And I think the same with Fred too, because you're right. Like, like, like you said, there was no other team in the league that would have, that had this type of money. Right. And who were, who were able to throw this type of money to somebody. And luckily for Fred and well, not luckily because he freaking worked for it, but it's just like all this, everything kind of aligned the place for him to set these records, right? Who wouldn't want to get this type of money uh, in this type of situation as an undrafted player? Of course you would, right? You have to take that type of uh, uh, situation. You 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 don't get these type of opportunities ever, right? So again, good for Fred, and it just. I think it just sucks to think that he's not going to be a Raptor anymore. But when you're thinking about the business side of things, you know, like he's a business. He's a business yeah, man. he's a businessman, <laughs> you know, and so are and so are Bobby and Masai. Right. Yeah. Like they, yeah. they wouldn't. I don't think they would have signed they, they just in order to keep him, but uh, kind of handcuff themselves for the next coming years it just doesn't make any sense so now they have an opportunity to do a little bit more later down the line so i'm glad you said the word handcuff because i'm going to use this opportunity to throw in something that i don't think is getting talked about enough um and and we will transition over to purtle and siakam and all the other signings um but i guess more of a, a side note here to the fred signing is uh the raptors were handcuffed because Gary Trent Jr. opted in. Now, this was a foregone conclusion, right? Like, he thinks he's probably worth more. He's probably going to opt out. Now the Raptors can, you know, all they have to do is worry about how to fit in Fred and and Yak, right? But then Gary opted in. It was like, oh, well, there's $18 million gone um, that we could have used as a leverage play for Fred. Um, And that was a player option, right? Like, the Raptors didn't have a choice. Like he's he's essentially saying I'm going to bet on myself, but you know right. if you if you believe the rumors that are floating out there about there being tension between older guys and younger guys in the locker room, and I initially had Gary as the older guy, he's not. He's younger than half of the roster here, mm-hmm. and there are you know videos floating around about like like take a look at Gary giving up on this play as Fred launches a three pointer from like. <laughs> 24 feet away you right. start to put things together and it's like did gary opt in as like a f you to 
to, to Fred and like mm. did he essentially kick Fred off the team is what I'm mm. getting at. Um, interesting. Just some, interesting just thought. thought, right? It's like Okay, let me just let me just say that I don't think Gary thought that. Possibly his agent. <laughs> you know, just, like, if you really I, don't like playing with Fred, you can do the funniest thing here. And you but can also <laughs> but also because like don't forget that Gary his main objective was to be a starter in the ABA. He said it. With Fred gone, he's starting the like him opting in. A, he gets to bet on himself with a new coach. B, he gets to boot out Fred. And C, he gets to be a starter. Like it all adds up to like this is I opted in for a reason, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's, mm-hmm. When all signs hey, pointed, yeah, that, opting out. And, and that market, that is like, an interesting conspiracy theory that I feel like warrants a lot of thinking, because you know, at the same time, Fred bet on himself. Gary probably bet on himself too. You know, I, I don't see, and and again, I don't see the problem with that either because Gary is still a pretty clutch player, and I th- I feel like there's still a, a good ceiling with Gary. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, that's that's an interesting concept. Okay, okay, let's let's think about that. Let's put a pause on Fred. Um, we also, like I said, we we signed Jakob. Um, maybe I can get your initial thoughts with the four years, eighty million, before we go to Jalen Daniels. Yeah, no, no, it's it's good, it's good. Um, you know, Vucevic signed for three sixty, uh, three for six, three or sixty years, and the thought process was, okay, well, that's pretty much what what Yak is going to get. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we we talk about um, the salaries that that could have been given out to to Fred and there are upcoming extensions for OG for Pascal Scotty's going to have to come off of his rookie scale contract soon so that's why tenure was um was a big factor in a lot of this right like that's why you could mm-hmm. not really offer Fred 4 years for example um you know he is also getting older in age he had a bit of a decline in play this year so um when as it pertains to Yak a, he is a position of great, great, great need, right? We saw that in the second half of the year. This team right. needed a center. Um, very obvious, right? And, you know, while Scotty and, and Pascal and, and maybe even Gary can kind of masquerade as a point guard for you, you've got no one who could masquerade as a center. So Yak that's is right. that important. And if we go back to the thought about, not looking at the amount that's being paid, but as a percentage of the cap, this 20 million for your yak is going to look very cheap um, mm-hmm. in the years to come as salary cap is going to rise. The, t- the new TV deal is going to come in. Salary cap is going to really jump. Like his 20 mm-hmm. million is going to look like a steal. So right. I think it's a great deal overall. He fits a yeah. need and he, he we got him at a, at a good price. So lock him in for four years too. That That's not a... Uh, that's not a little bit of that. That's like a two-year flyer. I, I think four years is a pretty solid amount of time um, in hopes that, you know, he helps develop the younger guys too. Like you you hope that he kind of gives that uh, solid uh, veteran leadership when it comes to Coloco, when it comes to Precious, you know what I mean? Like, again, they're not we, – we don't have like a solid center except for Pirtle uh, and I guess maybe Thad Young. I, I don't know. But like the, those we, – we need uh, one, a vet and – uh, a big man down low that and i think yak definitely fills that role um okay there are a couple of new raptors now uh, that we've signed we talked about uh dennis schroeder he uh, again he signed basically 10 minutes after fred signed with the rockets and he signed for two years i think 12 million each year for with the with the raptors he is not i he's not he's not a sexy name 
Um, but he's a solid name. Like it's it's not that he's going to be a starter for the Raptors, but he might be a solid backup. Solid point. Like, there is no backup point guard. He is not a backup point. He, he'd be a he'd just be the point guard that comes off the bench for the Raptors. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. What did you think about Dennis Schroeder? Outside of the fact, outside of all the memes of OG Ananomi flipping him. <laughs> outside of that, yeah. okay. That outside leaves, of that, at least very little thought. Uh, it's, it's it's a bit to pay, right? It's 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 you're using your mid uh mid level exception on him. Uh, it's probably a bit steeper than I would have liked, but at, you know the, the 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 pickings were slim at that point, right? I yes. mean, agreed. Fred obviously took his time to make his decision. The Raptors probably felt like they were close to signing him, um, but this was the contingency, right? And I will say this: it 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 reminded me of twenty twenty was it twenty twenty or twenty twenty one. Uh, when we were, you know, waiting at the free agency opening of like, is Marcus Gasol going to sign? Is Serge Ibaka mm. going to sign? Neither of them did. And we were like, oh, look, we signed Aaron Baines. So no. it really felt like that. Oh, it was like no. this oh, high, no. this high of like <laughs> running it back to, oh, okay, we've got the best possible thing off the trash heap here. Um, having said that though, okay, I've let that part out. Dennis Schroeder can fit with his team. Um, we're, we're again, we're not looking for someone to replace Fred Van Vliet. What we're looking to replace is Gary Trent Jr. What I mean by that is Fred Van Vliet departing from the starting lineup means Gary Trent slides right in. So we need someone to lead the bench group. Now, now they will lead in different ways. Gary led by scoring. Dennis will lead by leadership. He will lead with defensive intensity. He will have a point of attack defense that Fred clearly lost last year um dennis Schroeder is annoying on the defensive end and we don't have a player we haven't had a player like that in a while like i guess you could say that fred at his best was like that um but he will be an absolute pest right and i think that that's great to have coming off the bench because also coming off the bench you have offensive power in grady dick and you have precious achua hopefully making that leap this year right so having someone with that defensive mindset who can kind of keep the troops um, organizing it in a certain manner is fine. So I think that at the end of the day, the, the Schroeder signing will end up benefiting the Raptors. Again, the expectation is not that he's going to jump in as a starter. And I think if we rewire ourselves thinking that he's not Fred's replacement, he is Gary's replacement, that kind of eases the transition a bit. Thinking about the, the bench um, mob coming off this year, <clears throat> or the coming year, Dennis Schroeder, Chris Boucher, um, Precious Achua, Grady Dick, I'm assuming, and possibly Otto Porter Jr. That's, you know what? It's not the worst. It's and again, there's Jane, and there's Jalen McDaniels, right? and then there's Jalen McDaniels, there's Jeff Dowden Jr. Like, there's, there are, there are, there are pieces here to get excited about in terms of like, okay, Schroeder's a bit, Schroeder, Dick, and McDaniels are your quote-unquote wild cards because you don't know how they'll mm-hmm. fit in the system you don't know how darko will, will use them but then there's also the wild card of darko and his crew of player development like coaches who are going to help guys like malachi guys like right. uh jeff Doughton jr to improve their game christian coloco like it's i have hope here that the player development will help those guys out and mm-hmm. then you have you know the obvious talents of grady dick and um, the possible development of Jalen McDaniels, who, again, is another wing, but who provides that 
Um, he's going to bring that defensive intensity. Um, he has more of an offensive game than Dennis Schroeder. Like, I think there's a lot to right. like here. Um, right. That it's not like the Raptors are going to fall off a cliff because Fred VanVleet has left. I think that right. there's a real opportunity here to at least uh, stay afloat and, and possibly even, um, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to go as far as say that they'll, they'll, they'll be challenging for a high playoff seed, but they're definitely a, a playoff team. Hmm. I, I was sticking with Jalen McDaniels. He he signs with the with the Raptors, not to uh, confuse him with his brother Jaden McDaniels. But this kid is isn't bad, you know. Like he he played. Um, he I, I don't think he's like a high flyer. He's not a very good th- shooter. But I don't think that's what you're asking for. Like he's a six nine six nine small forward. He gets maybe like. Eight to nine, eight to ten points a game, a couple of rebounds. Uh, but I think you're there. He's there for like the defensive uh, mentality and to spark kind of like the energy coming off the bench. Uh, I, him with Dennis Schroeder, like he's he's young too. Jalen Jalen McDaniels is only twenty five years old. Um, you know, it's again, it's all of this is such. They're all just wild cards, like you said, right? Like with Grady, with Schroeder, with with McDaniels, like it's all of this is all depending on what can Darko do with a pretty young bench along with a 10 year veteran point guard. So it's not, it's not saying that we're, you know, we're going, we, we sign like a Chris Paul, who's going to lead like a team uh, off the bench for the Golden State Warriors. This is definitely more of like, we'll see what happens. You know what I mean? Like we know that it's not Nick nurse doing this anymore. He's not going to not play, like Darko is probably going to play his bench a lot more than than Nurse has in the past, um, so yeah, we're going to see a lot of Jalen Jalen McDaniels, I think, um, along with Schroeder, and hopefully along with Grady Dick. Uh, Jay, there's one more Toronto Raptors related thing I need to talk to you about. All right, so along for for uh, as long as Fred uh, uh, signs with the Rockets. Even uh, someone as Michael Grange had been talking about the rumors uh, s- surrounding Pascal Siakam and, and the Atlanta Hawks. So the Atlanta Hawks uh, presumably have been asking for Pascal Siakam and they've pursuing Pascal for, for aggressively. Shout out to um, oh, who's their GM again? Who used to be a Raptor? Landry Fields. Landry Fields. Shout out Landry Fields, who 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 knows the Raptors system, who knows that what can what Pascal can bring. But now, because the the, the whole rumors was that the the, the Hawks were trying to uh, do a deal with Pascal and Dejounte Murray deal, right? Um, I'm sure there's going to be a couple of more players along the way. But now that Dejounte has resigned with the Hawks, you said that the possibility of Siakam deal could still happen regardless of DeJounte Murray's signs. Can you explain? Uh, it's the way in which Atlanta's, uh, I guess, their salaries are built, right? I mean, DeJounte was actually on a, a really team-friendly deal. I think it was something like $18 million or something. So, um, And that's only half of what Siakam makes, right? So for, mm. from a salary matching standpoint, um, you know, you can make your argument about the the quality of the player, you know, in DeJounte Murray and, and Siakam and their, um, I guess them both being all-star level players. But from Atlanta's perspective, trading away Murray plus someone else of like worthy of like 
18 to 20 million worth of salary for Siakam seemed like a, a non-starter, right? Mm. Um, but yet we continue to hear rumors of Atlanta's persistence to go after Siakam. So this is actually not dead because DeJounte has resigned, who, by the way, if you resign an extension, you are ineligible to be traded for six months. So he's off the table. Um, I guess you also added the fact that, um, you know, Kobe Bufkin, who the Raptors were definitely considering, had Grady Dick not fallen in their laps, um, they were strongly considering him, apparently. So the fact that he's on Atlanta was also an enticing thought. But Kobe Bufkin signed his rookie-scale deal, meaning he cannot be traded for Mm. 30 days. So that's why the rumors started that, like, okay, maybe this is all dead with Atlanta. But I I looked at their, their cap sheet. They still have twenty million to Clint Capella. They still have twenty million to Bogdanovich. They have twenty million to DeAndre Hunter. One of those making eighteen million, but like basically two of those three: DeAndre Hunter, Capella, and Bogdanovich. Two of those three is good enough to trade for Siakam, right? So mm. I'm, I'm not saying that that is. Uh, I'm not reporting that's, that. As yeah, a that's just deal. salary matching, though. That's salary right? matching, that's not, exactly. Right, right, and and it's it's really. I guess it goes to the the who is feeding this leak, right? And um, I got to say, there's been quite a lot of smoke around Siakam, right? And I know that we usually hear about trade rumors and, and people wanting to trade for Siakam or an OG and people say oh, the same. You see the same thing every time, which is I hate dealing with Masai. I hate dealing with Bobby. They are such dicks. You know what? That's that's just what it is, right? They're going to ask mm-hmm. for ten draft picks for OG and Obi, mm-hmm. but um, I just feels like combining those rumors with, uh, you know, Michael Granger's article a couple of days ago about there being some locker room locker room strife between the older guys and the younger guys. You you have to think that there is a bit more smoke to this, right? That that Siakam is actually being shopped. Um, you know, thankfully we haven't heard anything about him being unhappy right we're hearing that you know he he doesn't want to go anywhere he, he would only sign an extension in toronto right but you know with with fred's departure it's going to cause other teams to call and at least consider or at right. least kick the tires a bit right and then find out, okay well fred's gone are you guys rebuilding because if you are we want in on pascal right and that's mm-hmm. it does mm-hmm. sound like atlanta is the the one who's the loudest right now and right you know, what, depending on, I, I get it. Like, I, I can see where you're probably going with this. And like, maybe Capella and Bogdanovich or, or or Hunter is not really appealing to you um, or, or to our listeners. But if if you're worried that um, this is Siakam's contract year, right? If if we just saw what, what risking, risking it all, mm-hmm. right? With Fred and him walking mm-hmm. away for, you know, um, and, and not getting anything in return. Um, definitely don't want that happening next year with Siakam. Right, <laughs> right, right. Because essentially, Fred did did what did walk. Right. We, we they're they're saying that Masai and Bobby read the room wrong with Fred, which I don't believe. I, I feel like uh, they knew that Fred is occupy. His main occupation was to get that money, and I I don't think that was off the table. But at to to lose Fred. Uh, it hurts knowing that what a a pretty crappy year it was last year, and it, if if this whole intention of to run it back and everything without Fred is tough. Without Pascal, it, 
is even tougher. Um, so, but being being a realistic Raptors fan, Jay, and with all these changes uh, coming into place, we have to be realistic that it can't not be too far from their mind. And I'm talking they, as in Messiah Bobby, that their the future is to build around Scotty and Pascal. Yes, All NBA player. MVP for us, uh, looking for that max salary contract. If if it doesn't go the way as planned, I don't think we it, the risk of losing him for nothing, just like what Fred did, it just can't happen again. You know what I mean? Like, and to in order, like like you said, if someone like uh, Capella and Bogdanovich isn't appealing, right? You agreed. I don't think it's appealing at all for Pascal. But at the same time, that opens up a lot of avenues and a lot of doors in order to build around Scotty, and that can't be ignored either. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I don't see. Again, I, I'm, this is not me discrediting Pascal. I love Pascal. I think Pascal is one of the best Raptors of all time. At the same time, it's like you, you can't think that. Uh, Building around Scotty isn't the isn't is not a possibility. It's not a real possibility. You know what I mean? So, I just think that it, these Pascal, yeah, like you said, these Pascal the uh, rumors, I I don't think is just smoking mirrors. I think there is actually some merit to it, and it kind of scares me as a Raptors fan. But at the same time, it's like okay, I think I see what they're going for. I think I see what they're trying to do now. You know, and let's let, let's not forget that at the trade deadline, um, when essentially no really big trades happened for the Raptors, even though they were in every single trade rumor. Um, Masai said at the time, I will, I think I will have the exact same offers in the summer and possibly even better. Right. So Mm. um, things change very fast in the NBA. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you just look at last, this time, a couple of weeks ago, Harden was definitely going to Houston. Dame was definitely staying in in Mm -hmm. Portland. Right. And uh, Mm -hmm. you know, Chris Paul was going to be uh, still uh, a wizard, I mean, yeah. whatever it is, right? Like it's, it's yeah. these things happen very fast. So like right sure. now, okay, Atlanta seems to be the loudest one in terms of wanting Siakam, but that could change next week. Um, we were still waiting to see what happens with Dame and what happens with with Harden, and then of course when the season starts, there are going to be teams who are going to underperform, um, mm-hmm. and they're going to want to make some moves or teams that are going to overperform and want to bolster a championship contender right so mm-hmm. these things happen very fast um mm-hmm. and uh you know, we'll we'll see what happens with pascal yeah and also don't forget during summer league we know what happened with one of the biggest trades it happened during summer league for the raptors you know things can happen at at, at, at any point at any time during the summer okay last thing and you already you, you already uh mentioned it dame um Dame's request out of Portland, which is a long time coming for a lot of fans that's outside of Portland or maybe inside of Portland. Who knows? But Dame wants out and he specifically, according to his agent and according to a bunch of uh, GMs that are in the know, outside of Miami is a no chance. It's a it's a, it's a no go. So my question to you is, one, is this detrimental to his value? And two, can Miami even pull this off with uh, the because it's not like they had like Struess is gone, uh, uh, gone, Vincent is gone, the Oladipo's only is gone, 
Oladipo's gone. The only person that they can, like, I I don't, like, they might take on Lowry and wave him, uh, but the only person that may be, you know, enticing enough for them to do this is Tyler Hero and, like, Bam or something like that. But I don't think they're going, I don't think Pat Riley is going to trade Bam. Um, Is it the possibility of Miami getting Dame? Is it getting less and less, or do you think it's still possible? Uh, I, I don't know if I would say it's getting less. Uh, I just think that to your point, right? It's, it really is just hero Duncan Robinson and Lowry in terms of what you can trade for, for us. Right. And Portland wants none of them, like not even hero. So that's what makes this very difficult to see. Like it, I, I get the, you want to do right by Dame Lillard, but at the same time, do you do right by Dame Lillard or do you do right by the millions of Portland Trailblazers fans, fans that you have to answer to, right? Right. So right. if you do right by him and send him to Miami, you're very, very likely getting a very crappy deal. Like it has to include at least one other team. Um, and you need to bring in some real value in terms of draft picks and prospects, right. which neither of them can be offered by Miami alone. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that that and and before I forget your first question about Dame's value, I don't think that this, it, I mean, we can kind of comment as, as from the couch here, as it were, hypothetically, that he is, he's not really helping his image by saying, I only want to play in Miami and whether that's actually him saying it or his agent, who cares? um, It's not helping his image, but in terms of his trade value, that has not changed. Uh, It's still going to take a lot to get him out of Portland. And I think what will end up happening is, and I can't help but, you know, make this a Raptors thing, but Kawhi Leonard basically said the same thing. Right. They wouldn't report to Toronto and whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And that turned out pretty well for Toronto. Um, For whoever ends up getting Portland, um, I I can't envision him sitting out, right? You still have four years left on your contract right your your legacy is kind of on the line here um i I can't foresee him sitting out like he's he just he can he can posture about that and he can say that but that's just a mechanism to try to get him to his destination of choice which is miami but at the end of the day portland has to do right by their fans and Mm -hmm. their their ownership like you cannot trade him. This cannot be a Vince Carter to the Nets thing for for Portland. Uh, man, why did I say that out loud? Oh, God. Why um, Why do you have to bring up the nightmares that is? <laughs> the two Williamses. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't know. I I if if he ultimately does get to Miami, I'm going to say it's going to take at least one other team to get in here and, and help right. out and help facilitate this. And, right. you know, and if you're if you're another team, it's like. What do I get out of this, right? Um, right. Maybe you you walk out of the deal with with Hero, and maybe you value Hero, uh, or maybe you value Lowry or, or Duncan Robinson because Portland clearly doesn't. Um, mm. It's hard to say where, where he's going to end up. I'm, I'm going right. to, if I were to, to to guess, I'm going to say it's neither Portland nor Miami. But I'm fascinated to see how this ends up. Interesting. And it's I've seen rumors. I've seen uh, uh, tweets about. Portland is asking for four first round picks and two quality players, which I don't think Miami can offer them. No. Um, and no, they can't. 
but it's not like Dame is isn't shy about saying he wants out of my Miami. Like he's, uh, you know, take it with a grain of salt, but he's, you know, reposted a bunch of goodbye messages on IG. You know what I mean? Like, like uh, again, this this is a social media time uh, day and age. So it's like you know, take that with a grain of salt, but also I feel like that means something, you know. And if Dame doesn't go to Miami, does that mean that he's going to sit out? Um, for the entire season, like this, this is pretty a, a dire man, situation. Not, not at not you know at the I mean? age of thirty two, and, and like yeah. I don't know, you can't. Like I just, I just can't see him sitting it out. So it's like, yeah, uh, maybe he'll he'll sulk for the first day, week or so. But like at the end right, of the day, it's right. like he will play. Like Kawhi did, and, right. and got a championship out of it, and uh, unless it's like I really can't foresee how him him sitting out. Like he's he will do. Like he sat through a lot of fairly uncompetitive Portland seasons. He, he, he will do right. it. He will do it for whatever team ends up landing him. Right. I agree. Um, Raptors possible trade destination for Dame. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. I say that without hesitation. Wow. Um, okay. Because I just threw that in we, there because I was like, really? We have so many, so much better to offer than, uh, the two front runners, right? Which was Miami and Brooklyn. I would even say we have a better offer than Boston. Boston is like the latest name to pop up, right? Boston is trying to acquire Dame without parting with Jalen Brown. So that means you're looking at Brogdon and Robert Williams. Um, sorry, like well, one of the Raptors Williams can is offer. Gone sorry, one of the who Grant oh, Williams. Grant Williams, yeah, Grant yeah. Williams is no longer. But like the the Raptors can offer Pascal Siakam. Ironically, mm. they were trying to pair him with Dame. Um, and, or, they can offer Scotty Barnes. Now, I I said that out loud on purpose. Right, I understand. We need to discuss this part. As <laughs> you did say earlier in this pod, that this team should be built around Scotty. Now, I agree with that. Right. With an asterisk. The asterisk is, who would you not trade Scotty for because like we had this discussion last summer, right? I mean, right. We will With not KD. trade Scotty for KD. We won't. Right. Mm-hmm. But in my head, I'm okay with this trade for Dame, and here's why: Dame is younger. Like KD is like he's at he's had more of an injury history. He's getting up okay. there in age. Um, that would feel like the KD thing would have felt like maybe two years tops with KD, whereas this is four years of prime Dame. Mm. I I can be persuaded into a a scotty centric wow. deal to get dame i feel like you're not uh yeah that, you're on the spot that, <laughs> okay, oh, let's start, let's start, i'll start with the easier one would you do a siakam centered deal for dame yes it means you get to keep scotty and yes. probably og i i would do i would do pascal because of the age situation yep yep um, and also only because, different by like three years, I think. Something like that. And also because of the the uh, the money situation. I mean, uh, yeah, Scotty's still, yeah, still on his rookie deal. So if you're yeah. going to you give yeah, Scotty, you, you're going to have to give him a whole okay, bunch of other stuff. Yeah, you yeah. have to include Gary and you have to include like Boucher or O yeah. or, or, or Porter. Um, yeah, you're, you're trading with another way to think about it is you're trading away two starters. For Dame, if you're including Scotty, and you're only trading one 
all NBA starter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. But exactly. what I'm getting at is the Raptors have the pieces to make a trade for Dame and the right. pieces are better than what right. other teams can offer. It, it's like verbatim the things that they said about Dame, about Kawhi. I would have said that should have said the opposite. Yeah. But it's like verbatim of what they said about Kawhi now mm-hmm. about Dame, right? Like mm-hmm. he's not going to show up. He he's going to be a disgruntled player. He doesn't want to play here. Blah, 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 yeah. all this stuff. If it's not yeah. coming from Dame, I don't really care. You know, it's mm-hmm. not coming from as the same thing. If it wasn't from, coming from Kawhi, I didn't really care. So I'm not saying that this is going to happen with the Raptors. However, every single year, Whenever there was a disgruntled star, you know, it was always like, look out for the Raptors because they've done this before. They have the experience. They have the GM that has done this before. For whenever there's a disgruntled superstar and the the possibility of getting KD was real because he was a disgruntled superstar. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, so the fact that Dame, yes, yes, he his his first uh, his initial team that he wants to play with is Miami. He doesn't have a say in that. You know what I mean? He all in all, Portland has his contract. He and and to me, yes, I agree that they should do right by by Dame. But at the same time, um, you 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 can't just take pennies. You can't you can't do the Rob Babcock. No, you 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 just can't. You have a generational player in Damian Lillard. You have to take the best offer. And to me, outside of you know, with the Miami, with the Clippers, with Boston, all of that. The Raptors have the best package. So I, I'm not saying this is going to happen. I'm just saying, hypothetically speaking, it's not out of the realm of possibility. So, yeah, man. I don't know. I don't know. Discounted Superstar, sign me up. <laughs> I don't know what, I, like, what that says if, about the Raptors. If, if we're going to relive the whole Kawhi thing, that risk was even greater because Kawhi could and actually did leave next year. So it really was a one-year... Right. A fabulous one year, but a one year rental, right? Like with right. Dame, you're getting four years, man. Like, right? That is it's true. A lifetime. So I, I would say I this is this is one where I would consider I would consider putting Scotty on the table, right? Um, uh, it's damn, a different it's a different situation. It's a different situation. But like, I see. To each their own. I'm sure if we if we ask you the listeners to chime in, I'm sure more than half of you are going to side with keeping Scotty instead. Um, yeah, but. Dame's Dame, man. Dame is Dame is Dame. Dame is Dame. Ice water. It's Dame's been Dame. Dame time for like Dame time. four weeks now. Like let's let's get yeah, some movement on this. Come on. Yeah, it's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Jay, let's get out of here, man. Tell me, give me a give me a weekly recommend if you have one for me. Uh, I'm gonna recommend something that I've recommended in the past only because I'm still watching it. And that's the leftovers. Uh oh. amazing, amazing, amazing show. It was recommended by by Dre uh, a while back and it was always one of those, I'll just watch one episode, get back to doing something else and whatever. But mm-hmm. like, I am way, way, way back into it. And it is like, I would agree with Dre, one of the best shows I've ever watched. Are you, um, did you say you're finished season two? Like that finished season two. Here? I, and I'm like, like blazing through season. <laughs> there, oh, there, there's only, it's only three seasons. Um, oh, and I'm already, okay. I'm already halfway through season three. It's so, 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 so good. Um, so yeah. 
my crave subscription is about to end so i'm just trying to like take in the last of us as much as i can whenever i as whenever i can so the, my the possibility of me watching it is not very high however you know if if it ever comes back if crave ever comes back with like another deal hey hey i'll take it because i finished season one and it was it was phenomenal but you know the last of us is just it's the last my of heart. Us. It's the last it's of us. The too. Last of us. Yeah. yeah, but no, that's a good. That's a good recommend. My my recommend uh, is a podcast uh, from the journal, and it's about uh, basically the start of Marvel movie studios, and it's called what is it called? It's called With Great Power. And did, mm. so, tidbit. Just side note: Did you know that Sony was offered two hundred and fifty million dollars for two hundred and fifty Marvel characters, and they declined it? Wow. That tells you that Dre would have been like, I knew that, but. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> they declined it because they only wanted Spider-Man. Wow. And they made that movie. They made a bunch of money. But you could have had Thor, so much more. Iron Man, Black Panther. Interesting, Sony. Interesting. Anyways, that's my weekly recommend. Just a, <laughs> just a tidbit right there. Well, Jay, you know, it's always a pleasure talking to you, man. Um, and I hope that we can talk again soon. Uh, I'm sure some Dame situ- some uh, something was going on with Dame. I feel like that's going to come in the next couple of days or weeks or something like that. But oh, the I, Raptors- got some, I got something to plug. I got something to plug. I don't usually oh. have anything to plug. Let's, uh, do it. Let's hear it. So um, I will be guesting on the podcast called The Stump. Uh, oh, nice. A couple of friends of mine. Uh, I, I do a fantasy football league with, uh, with Jason and he another jason of course uh another of course, Jay. Of course. uh he runs a, a podcast with a couple of his buddies and um it's funny because like he reached out to me uh, a couple of years ago saying hey i'm thinking about starting a pod i know you guys have a pod and he asked me to listen and kind of critique and give him some advice and i did and like they've been running now for over two years and it's been really well nice. so That's um, awesome. kind of a long time coming it's it's been cool to see their podcast grow and they cover all sports, um, but uh, yeah, he wants me on uh, this week, so I'll be on on Tuesday, I believe. Hey. I think, I think it'll be on. I think I'll be on on Monday, actually, and it'll, it'll be on YouTube shortly after. Um, but yeah, the Stump Podcast. Uh, I'll be there, to talk Raptors and all NBA free agency stuff. That's amazing. Well done. Yeah. Well, well, tweet it to us. Because yeah, for we'll, sure. We'll definitely retweet it or something like that. So, until next time, Jay, that is a wrap. <laughs>